What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. I was always fascinated by biomedical research. Um, but then I realized, you know, wait a second. We don't need any more research. The number one killer, we have the research, yet no one, everyone's just kind of ignoring it. Why do more research? Um, you know, I mean, I come up with a cure for cancer and everyone just ignore it. Like, what's the point unless people actually put this into practice? Um, and so that and so I mean, that became my life's mission is to take this mountain of evidence that was already present in the peer reviewed medical uh, journals and just translate that into practice to give people the tools to make these decisions in their own lives to treat the cause of disease, which is about 80 percent of chronic lifestyle disease, about 80% of what primary care docs see these days are diseases caused by lifestyle. And so if you actually want to not just treat the symptoms and slow the rate at which they decline, you actually want to reverse the course of illness, then you have to change one's lifestyle. You are listening to Veggie Doctor Radio, and this is episode number 228. Welcome to Veggie Doctor Radio. I am your host, Dr. Yami board-certified pediatrician, certified lifestyle medicine physician, certified health and wellness coach, author, speaker, mother, wife, and human being. I passionately believe in the power of diet, habits, and mindset in sparking and sustaining well-being and joy in our lives. This podcast combines expert interviews and thoughtful monologues to explore plant-based nutrition, lifestyle medicine, parenting, mindset, and other exciting and fun topics. I hope that these episodes inspire you, uplift you, and equip you with the knowledge and tools to live your best life. Are you ready to get started? Let's do it. Well, hello, veggie lovers. Welcome back to another episode of Veggie Doctor Radio. Today, I have for you the one, the only Dr. Michael Greger. Finally got him on the podcast, and we have a really fun conversation. I ask him a lot of personal questions about his life and the things that he does, what motivates him. So I know that you're going to love this episode. He is such a busy guy. So we only got a 30 minute time block, but I tried to make the most of it. So I hope that you enjoy it. But let me tell you, for those of you that don't know who Dr. Michael Greger is, I am so glad you're learning about him and that you get to hear from him today. So he is a founding member and a fellow of the American College of Lifestyle Medicine. Michael Greger, MD, is a physician, New York Times bestselling author, and internationally recognized speaker on nutrition. He has videos on more than 2,000 health topics freely available at nutritionfacts.org with new videos and articles uploaded almost every day. Dr. Greger has lectured at the Conference on World Affairs, testified before Congress, and was invited as an expert witness in the defense of Oprah Winfrey and the infamous meat defamation trial. He is a graduate of Cornell University School of Agriculture and Tufts University School of Medicine. Three of his recent books, How Not to Die, How Not to Die Cookbook, and How Not to Diet, all became instant New York Times bestsellers. His latest two books, How to Survive a Pandemic and The How Not to Diet Cookbook, were released in 2020. All proceeds he receives from the sales of his books go to charity, and I am so excited 
that his next book is going to be How Not to Age. So it's going to be on the topic of longevity. Super excited about that. In this podcast, we talk about his personal motivation for eating a plant-based diet and applying the principles of lifestyle medicine. Talk about how he supports his own well-being. What disease terrifies him the most? How nutritionfacts.org started, how has it evolved and what is it like today? What he's most proud of or grateful for in his career? And I also ask him a question about separating our animal advocacy from our focus on health and well-being. And he had a really interesting response and things to think about there. The wildest argument he's heard against eating a plant-based diet. And finally, what he wishes more people knew. It's a really excellent conversation. I really hope that you enjoy it. And if you don't already have his book, How Not to Die, consider it the Bible. I recommend it to everybody, especially if you're starting on this journey and you want to know the evidence of eating a plant-based diet and other nutrition and lifestyle habits, I recommend that book. So I hope that you really enjoy this episode. Thank you so much for being here every week and for new listeners, welcome. I appreciate you. I hope that you will share this episode with somebody who you love or who you think would benefit from this information. So now let's welcome the one and the only Dr. Michael Greger. Dr. Michael Greger, welcome to Veggie Doctor Radio. I'm so excited to be here. It's really such an honor and a privilege to have you on. You are such a prolific, evidence-based master of the universe. That's what I'm going to call ah, you today. The evidence-based master of the universe. And for so many years in the plant-based community, you have been the trustworthy source of information with your videos and five books that you've published. It's amazing. So today, instead of spending all the time talking about evidence, I want to learn a little bit about you today. So my first question for you is, what is your personal motivation for eating a plant-based diet and applying the principles of lifestyle medicine? Well, you know, for me, it was my grandma, actually. Um, I was just a kid when uh, doctors sent my grandma home in a wheelchair to die, diagnosed with end-stage heart disease. Uh, she already had so many bypass operations, basically run out of plumbing at some point, could find a wheelchair, crushing chest pain. Her life was over at age 65. But then she heard about this guy, Nathan Pritikin, uh, one of our early lifestyle medicine pioneers. And what happened next is actually detailed in Pritikin's biography. It talks about Frances Greger, my grandmother. Um, uh, they uh, wheeled her in and she walked out. Um, uh, though she was given her medical death sentence at age 65, thanks to a healthy diet, was able to enjoy another 31 years on this planet till age 96 to continue to enjoy her six grandkids, including me. That's why I went into medicine. That's why I do what I do. That's why I went into lifestyle medicine, why I started nutritionfacts.org, why I wrote How Not to Die, why all the proceeds I receive from all my books are donated directly to charity. I just want to do for everyone's family what Pritikin did for my family. That's amazing. So how old were you when that happened to your grandmother? And what was it like as a child experiencing her transformation? Well, you know, I mean, I was, I, I, I was young enough to, I remember watching Sesame Street when my, uh, when my, at my grandma's house. So that was, was a while ago. 
Um, but, uh, and you know, for me, it's interesting at the time, I didn't think anything of it. I mean, for me as a kid, that's what happens when you go to the doctor, right? I mean, you're sick and then you go to the doctor and you get better. That's what doctors are for. Right. And so the fact that grandma was all better, um, uh, you know, was, was, it was, you know, was, was, was no shock. A little did I know that at the time they didn't think heart disease was reversible at all. You just get worse, 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 and you die. Similarly, other chronic lifestyle diseases like type 2 diabetes, people have the sense that people just get worse. Um, little did we know that in both cases, you could actually reverse the course of the disease, open up arteries without drugs, without surgery. And so it's interesting, it didn't really hit me personally until summer of 1990 with the publication of Dr. Dean Ornst's Lifestyle Heart Trial where basically, you know, Pritikin had been reversing heart disease by the thousands. But, uh, but it was just, you know, kind of a clinical diagnosis. People had angina, this crushing chest pain with exertion, and then the angina went away. But, you know, you just kind of have to take the patient's word for it that they had angina in the first place. Whereas what Ornish did was uh, randomize people to continue to eat the diet recommended by their physicians which is their typical diet, or randomized to a plant-based diet and lifestyle um, uh, program. And then you can actually see before and after with angiographic evidence. You can actually look with x-rays and see what's actually happening inside the arteries. It can show that the usual diet group continued to get worse. They continued to eat a diet that was, that was clogging up their arteries. And so their arteries continued to get clogged, whereas those even late in life, um, starting to eat a plant-based diet, once they stopped stabbing themselves with a fork three times a day, their body naturally started healing. In fact, their bodies wanted to start healing every day until breakfast um, when we started injuring um, the inner lining of our arteries and, 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 and filling our bloodstream up with uh, cholesterol. Um, and so as soon as you take away that insult, all of a sudden, the arteries started healing on their own, started opening up, blood flow increased. Um, and so... You know, I had seen it with my own eyes, with our, my grandma, but here it was in black and white, published in one of the most prestigious medical journals in the world. I'm looking around and saying, okay, here we have the cure. Ta-da! All right, number one killer of men and women, you know, vanquished. But nothing changed, yeah. right? And to, to this day, hundreds of thousands of Americans continue to die of this preventable, arrestable, reversible disease. Um, and so from that moment on, the, my life really became, I was recently interested in going into research. I was always fascinated by biomedical research. Um, but then I realized, you know, wait a second, we don't need any more research. The number one killer, we have the research, yet no one, everyone's just kind of ignoring it. Why do more research? Um, you know, I mean, I come up with a cure for cancer and everyone just ignored. Like, what's the point unless people actually put this into practice? Um, and so that and so I mean, that became my life's mission is to take this mountain of evidence that was already present in the peer-reviewed medical uh, journals and just translate that into practice. Give people the tools to make these decisions in their own lives to treat the cause of disease, which is about 80 percent of chronic lifestyle disease, about 80% of what primary care docs see these days are diseases caused by lifestyle. And so if you actually want to not just treat the symptoms and slow the rate at which they decline, you actually want to reverse the course of illness, then you have to change one's lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible because what you're saying is that you witnessed your grandmother 
almost miraculously healed. But of course, you didn't know it was a miracle at that time. Later on, you read the study and you're like, well, that happened to my grandma. I didn't even realize it was a miracle. And then you're like, why doesn't everybody know this? Why aren't we doing this to everybody? And to this day, 2022, you're still having to go out there and tell people about this evidence because there's still so many physicians that don't know. And a lot of people that still believe that, of course, once you get diabetes, once you get heart disease, it is just a slow decline to death. There's a lot of people that still don't know. High blood pressure, obesity. I mean, the people, the people just have this kind of throw your hands up in the air. Nothing I can do about it. Runs in my family. Um, you know, but no, these are diseases that can be prevented, arrested, reversed. And unfortunately, doctors, you know, graduate medical school with without this 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 these powerful tools of lifestyle medicine um so they they don't understand the 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 role healthy nutrition can play in the course of illness and so uh you know the the doctors have the severe nutrition deficiency in education of course there's also institutional barriers as well there's time constraints and lack of reimbursement um you know doctors typically aren't just paid to counsel people how to take better care of themselves um, but and of course, look, drug companies have a role in, in influencing medical education and practice. You know, you can ask your doctor when's the last time they were taken out to dinner by big broccoli. It's probably been a while. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's just the system is just not set up to support these kind of uh, these kind of interventions. Yeah. Well, I'm curious because you wrote the book, How Not to Die, which in that book, you cover the 15 leading causes of premature death. And then you present all this research, all these ways that we can actually decrease our risk of death of the top 15 causes of death in the United States through nutrition and lifestyle choices. I'm curious to know, is there a disease that personally terrifies you the most? Uh, Alzheimer's. I'm with Dementia. you. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, I mean, the thought of, you know, not recognizing yourself or your loved ones. I mean, in the mirror, I mean, that's just, I mean, no matter what happens, like, you know, you hurt your foot, you hurt your like you hurt part of your body and as long as your brain is okay right i feel like i could be a brain in a vat and still get like shit done you know i mean like i mean I, I yes it, it's just my it's i mean you know and, and it, there's a sense of uh of you know if you have a, a a cognitive disorder then it's it's your actual yourself that's 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 diseased as opposed to like some body part where it's just that's not you it's your hand but when it's your brain, um, I mean that, and so that would impair my ability to 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 do the work that I love, and so that's you know, that yeah, that and and you know the skyrocketing rates, four million Americans now suffering from Alzheimer's disease, one leading cause of death, still um, in the dark. Although interestingly, Dean Ornish right now is running a trial to try to reverse the course of Alzheimer's with the same kind of plant-based diet and lifestyle program, um, which. I mean, it's amazing that uh, that the trial is even going on. I'm skeptical. I mean, I, I think at some point, I mean, the 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 concept of reversing brain damage that's already been done, I could imagine maybe slowing down the the, the progression. But the thought that we'd actually get improvement in cognition, who knows? We haven't. We, no one knows the results yet. Um, but God bless them. Yeah. Um, and it's it's exciting to to see that work progress. I mean, it's good that. 
the studies being done and that we're getting more data that way, because for sure, I'm with you on that one. And that's one of my all time greatest fears. My maternal grandfather right now has dementia, vascular dementia that's progressing very rapidly. And, you know, it's not something you plan for, you know, and so when that happens, it takes you by surprise almost. And then it just progresses so rapidly and everybody's like, I don't want this. I don't want to be like this. It's a big deal to uh, have dementia at the end of your life. So I'm with you. So I'd love to know what is a typical day in your life like? I know that a lot of it involves work and creating content and reading studies, but how do you support your own well-being? Ah, not as well as I would like. Um, something I'm still working on. So my biggest thing is sleep. I mean, so sleep, adequate sleep, is one of the pillars of life, lifestyle medicine. Um, and it's, it's something that uh, I struggle with. I'm just fine. I'm not as productive when I'm unconscious. Um, and so uh, and so, it's always a struggle. In fact, I remember it's funny. When I was uh, writing the sleep chapter for my new book, I, it, it was like I, it was like in the middle of the night. I was like, quick, I got to get up and write the sleep chapter. It's like, you know, I, I feel this like... <laughs> <laughs> this uh this this real drive um but so that's probably the, the area that i could do most and and also exercise you know i walk on my treadmill uh most of the uh I, I, at a treadmill desk um uh so uh when i'm you know reading studies which is uh, most of the day um and so that keeps me from sitting so i'm not so i don't so i don't have to worry about being sedentary but i'm really not getting my heart rate up um, and so I really um, uh, incorporate, you know, more uh, aerobic exercise, sleeping better. I got the food thing down. It's nice being home. Although when I'm on the road, it's difficult. Yeah. You know, I don't have control over my uh, over my food. But when I'm home, I, I I'm that's one of the things I, I yeah. can uh, at least <laughs> I, I can at least eat healthy. So in your sleep chapter, you're going to have a little footnote about how you don't necessarily follow your own advice. <laughs> Who's I saying that? I people. Although it's interesting. I, I was happy to find out that the sleep mortality data is uh, much more uh, conflicting than, okay. than I had originally thought. So, um, so, I, I so was you very, have an I was out scared. there. You have a little out. Right, no, I, yeah, I was totally scared. I was like, I don't even want to know what happens to you when you don't get enough sleep. But, uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's a really difficult thing to, to study and there's all sorts of confounding factors and, um, but yeah, it, but it wasn't, it wasn't as, 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 I'm not saying everyone shouldn't get enough sleep. I'm just saying the, 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 the data isn't as rock solid as, as I feared. I love it. I love it. Okay. Well, you talked about this drive and waking up in the middle of the night to write about your sleep chapter. Has anybody accused you of being a workaholic? Oh, absolutely. But, you know, I mean, I, I mean, but I mean, when I, I mean, uh, workaholic has such a negative connotation mm -hmm. because you think of someone doing some like meaningless job for some corporate entity. It's like you're an accountant and you're like, you know, and you're neglecting your family and your loved ones and, you know, your self-care to do some kind of like, you know, just like make make your boss more money or something. Yeah. Making widgets. Um, right. And so and so I mean, so but but I mean, if you're doing, uh, you know, this kind of life changing, life saving work, then I feel like the more you can do, the better. I mean, you know, I mean, it's like I, I mean, I think that's a I see it as like a positive thing to like really have this drive to do more and to reach more people. And, you know. 
you can imagine all the people that reach out to me and email me or call me and say how much they've changed, you know, I've changed their lives. And, and it's like, you know, one more video, I can reach, you know, this many more people. And it's just hard not to, you know, I, I just don't want to kind of leave anything on the table. You know, like until there are people out there that if they knew this information, the next day they change. I mean, some people, you know, do it slow and somebody, but I mean, there's some people that you've met, right? That, that if they just knew, they're like, oh, okay, well, they, you know, I'm supposed to not smoke. Okay. Boom. Boom. You know? And it's like, until I've reached every single one of those people that it, it's like, if they just knew they would change, um, then I feel I just have to keep working. I mean, look, there's some people, look, it's your body, your choice. You want to smoke cigarettes and go bungee jumping, do whatever you want you know, uh, disconnect your smoke alarms. Like it's your life, like do whatever you want. But, um, but you know, so many people are eating and living the way they are out of misconceptions out of, you know, they've been, you know, told by the dairy industry since they were born that, you know, whatever. Um, and so they just don't know the, the evidence. They just don't know what the data is. And they don't know how much power they have over their health, destiny, and longevity. And the good news is, is we have tremendous power. Um, uh, and the vast majority of premature death and disability is preventable with a plant-based diet and lifestyle. And until everybody knows that, I will continue to work um, and uh, until, until everybody at least has the opportunity to take uh, the health and well-being of themselves and their families into their own hands. Yeah. Well, we're grateful for it, Dr. Gregor. We are grateful. And I'm just teasing you a little bit because you are so prolific and you work so hard. And so I know it has to come from a place of passion because if you don't have passion, there's no way you could drive this hard, you know, and I know from my own life. And I just remember back when we were at the holistic holiday of sea cruise many years ago. And I sat down and I asked you, I'm passionate about this. What should I do? And you said, go online and reach as many people as possible. And that's been yes. your mantra for so many years. I mean, I mean, we have this tremendous opportunity these days with this kind of democratization of information. Of course, there's all sorts of crazy people online um, <laughs> spouting all sorts of nonsense, but that makes it even more important to get yes. your voice out there. And one hope is that the truth will kind of rise to the surface eventually, um, or at least, you know, open up the conversation for people to dig deeper and find out for themselves. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Um, and so, yeah. So for, I mean, I, I mean, you know, I haven't done, you know, primary care for, for you know, over a decade now. Um, uh, and, you know, it's all writing, research, speaking. And I have tremendous respect for the, you know, primary care docs who are every day reaching, you know, people changing in entire families. And um, but it's like, how many people can you see in a day? Right. And it's just like this information is so critical that, you know, I just, you know, you know, we can reach thousands of people, millions of people uh, by getting this by getting this information out there. So, yeah, absolutely. So. Well, tell me a little bit about nutritionfacts.org. How did that start? Like, was it just from an idea? Somebody else presented it to you? How has it evolved? And tell me about what it's like now. I mean, now you have a huge team that helps you run this, this big machine of information. Yeah, no, no, it's wonderful. Um, uh, yeah, I pinch myself every day. So it, it originated. So, you know, I started on primary care and reaching those, you know, how many dozens of people can you talk to in a day? realized that I needed to reach more people. And so I went on the road 
Um, and, you know, spoke at my, my goal was to hit every single medical school every single year and, and, you know, basically educate an entire new generation of docs. Um, and so I was literally on the road, like, you know, one key in my keychain, living out of my car, basically, I'm driving around the country speaking, and then I could reach hundreds of people a day. Um, but, uh, but, and then, so then I went and started doing, making like, well, back then VHS tapes, how crazy is that? and then DVDs of, of, of my talks to distribute wires. And then I could reach like thousands of people a day. Um, but you know, this, this information really deserved to reach millions. And, uh, so I, um, uh, some, uh, a, a, a philanthropic individual from Canada reached out and said, you know, uh, uh, you know, they actually said, how much can I pay you to put your DVDs online? For like free, right? Like, can I like buy the rights to them? I'm like, what do you mean buy the rights? They're yours, please put them up. That'd be amazing. I, I mean, I, I just, you know, and uh, he was a internet mogul type, um, made all his money. And, and so he had his own team, like he had people, you know. Uh, and so they, so that was Nutrition Facts. It was originally just all the content from the DVDs that went up. Um, and then I realized just how the, the power that I could have to reach that many people um and so so you know i started making content um and and so it was all originally just his staff doing it um and at one point he said all right you know you're you're up and running he, he was like a philanthropic entrepreneur he's like now i want to move on to something else and so it's like okay now like you pay for this staff like you know i'm like how am i supposed to do that like the, you know um and he's like just no problem put a little donate button at the top, like a little, <laughs> and it's it. like or, make it orange for some reason. I guess that's like an like yeah. I mean, they, they, that's what these people do, right? Um, put a little orange donate button at the top, and you know, and I'm like, okay, but you know, it's like it's a lot of money to you know, because like all the server costs and stuff. No problem. Overnight, it was easy. I mean, there's just there's like a Wikipedia model where everything's free, no ads, no commercial, not selling anything, just put up as a public service. But we just reach so many millions of people that if one in a thousand people kicks in a few bucks, then like we're set, right? Um, and so and so it was just amazing, just this outpouring of support and people really hungry for this kind of information, kind of having like an unbiased source, um, where it's just like you know, don't just tell me the science, show me the science. Here's the links to all the original studies, you know, um, so download it all yourself, make up your own mind. Like there was just this real desperation um for for that kind of you know unbiased evidence-based um information and so that's all it took and we were off and running and then um we were able to you know hire social media and so at the time i was still like doing all the facebook posts and like everything so we were able to hire a social media person and more computer people and you know finally you know now we have over a dozen uh a dozen staff now um and and so volunteer coordinators we have people in in different countries now we have a spanish site um and we have translators translate the videos and so we just have this kind of global reach now that we never had before and it's and it's, so it's just a dream so it's like i did the same amount of work like to come up with a video and so now but instead of you know this many people seeing it this many people see it um and so it's just it's just so so satisfying um, and so, yeah, I, so, and then, um, I got approached by a publisher who said, you know, you should, you know, you should write a book. 
I said, write a book? What do you mean? All my information is online for free. Why buy a book? Like, what's the, you know, and who buys books anymore? Like, I, you know, but, uh, but they're like, oh, we'll make a donation to your favorite charity if you write a book. And finally offered to make such a big donation. I was like, well, I can't say no. Oh um, and so that's how, how Not to Die came about. Um, and, uh, and then it sold so well, New York Times. Now it's sold over a million copies. And I was like, wow, I guess I'm in the book world now. Like, you know, I mean, it's just, it's reaching people in a way that the website wasn't, which I was surprised. Like you think the website would reach more people than a book, but some people just like books still. Um, and so then, yeah, so now I'm in like a three or four year cycle of new books every four years and then keeping, uh, keeping all the, keeping the videos up. And so a new, my next book, How Not to Age. I will be oh. out uh, at the end of next year. I'm looking, really looking forward to Oh, I can't wait for that. Yes, that is one of my longevity. Yes, good longevity. Yes. That's definitely what I'm into. Oh, and sweet. no, I'm telling you, Dr. Greger, I actually have a box next to my door that I'm taking to my new primary care doctor. Of course, it includes your book and oh, I... my book, but my book is definitely not a bestseller. And a couple of other plant-based books and my plant-based starter kit, which on there, it recommends your book. But there is... You know, having a book just feels so official in a different way, you know, and plus it's a beautifully written book. And mm. I, I'm glad that you are so adamant about keeping all those references in there because I think it just really validates that it's not because publishers, honestly, the editors hate it. They hate it because oh, when I was writing my book, the same thing, they're like, take all this out. And so I'm glad that you fought for it because it just makes it so much better for all those people that want to mm -hmm. look stuff up themselves right. and want to read it themselves. Right, right. So, so thank you for that. That's, that's amazing story. Hey, are you kind of curious about microgreens and including microgreens in your diet, but you're not sure where to start and you're not sure how to do it? I love my Hamama microgreen grower. It's so easy, it's so convenient. So this is how it works. Basically, they send you the kit and it has this little seed quilt, okay? And then you soak the seed quilt in the water and in a few days, you see your tiny little baby sprouts growing and a few days after that, you can start eating them and it's so fun. And you can tell them that you're eating them and they're really happy that you're eating them and your body's really happy that you're eating them. But here's the best part because I've told y'all before, I'm lazy, so I don't wanna have to use any mental energy that I don't need to and they send you seed quilts every month so you don't run out you can change what seed quilts you want to try so here's some examples of some of the seed quilts they have hearty broccoli refreshing cabbage energizing kale spicy daikon radish super salad mix you can even get wheatgrass you can get culinary cilantro or even hot wasabi mustard so there's lots to choose from they have different flavors they're so cute and they're health promoting so you can get a good dose of antioxidants and it's really beautiful i also use them for garnish when i'm making soups and salads and different bowls you can impress your guests but like i said it's going to be low energy cost on your part and it's actually not that expensive either the other thing that i use from hamama is a green onion growing kit which is really cool because it can decrease your food waste so you buy the green onions and then the little part that has the root the white part at the bottom you stick it in these little holes and then you just put the water in there and it grows and then you can keep eating the same green onions you just go with your little scissors and you chop it off and you put it into your food so if you want to give it a try you've been curious about microgreens 
proteins and different ways that you can grow your own food, check out Hamama. You can find it in my show notes for a link to get 15% off, or you can go to dryami.com forward slash shop so that you can find the link and get 15% off your first order. Happy growing. Do you love Veggie Doctor Radio, but you're sick of listening to ads? Join the Plantscription. The Plantscription is a monthly membership where you have access to ad-free episodes of Veggie Doctor Radio every week. But that's not all. You also have access to a monthly live Q&A with me and a monthly live book club. You also get access to writings and musings and free giveaways. It is such a great deal. Right now, it's only $5 a month to join the Planscription. If you want to join, go to planscription.substack.com or go to the show notes to follow the link. Join the Planscription today and join me in this plantastic community. All right. I want to know, what are you most proud of or grateful for in your career? Um... Uh, well, yeah, no, it's, it's, I mean, nutrition facts, I mean, the, the, the website, um, although yeah, no, how not to die was, I mean, there's something about, uh, a, a, a personal connection with the author. Like when you write a book, when you read a book, you, there's just like some, this like, you know, people see you in the street and it's like, they know you They're like old friends, like, Oh my God, I read your book. And it's just like, in a way that you, I never had with just the website. And so it, it touched people in a completely different way. Um, and it was something I really didn't realize. I'm so glad I did that. I mean, so I'm really, so I'm really happy with the book and it certainly set the bar to, um, to, to, you know, high for all subsequent uh, publications. Um, and, uh, and, you know, it's actually given me a chance to, uh, to not, to, to, you know, take a year off from the road it's always so tough to you know it's so nice to just sit down and just immerse myself in the literature and now that i have you know all the logistics taken care of and nutrition facts with staff like i can just do the work that i'm uniquely suited to do that i was kind of bored to do that i'm really good at um and all the other little details are taken care of and so i can just be kind of insulated and just totally immerse myself and you know, it's just, you know, now with, you know, almost everything's online. And so I used to have to go to the library, like literally go to the, go through the dusty stacks in the basement, pull out the journals myself. And so it's just a different world now. And it's just, um, and so, yeah, it's, I mean, I do love speaking and meeting people and, but it can be really exhausting. Oh, for sure. Especially the way you do it, Dr. Yeah. Greger. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, that you get to immerse yourself in your zone of genius and just really savor um, all of that time that you can read through the research and, and write everything beautifully. So thank you. All right. I want to switch gears and ask an interesting question that I have been contemplating for a long time. And that's for those of us in the health space, should we keep our focus on health and well-being and separate it from our animal advocacy? A lot of us that eat a plant-based diet, we also consider ourselves vegan. Do you think that this is a conflict of interest and does it invalidate the science to promote both of them? Um, I think, I mean, it can definitely cause people to question one's motivation. Yeah. So when you say, you know, processed meat causes cancer, um, and they say, well, you're just saying that because you want to like 
save the pigs. Um, and you're like, the World Health Organization says, process me, it's category one carcinogen, causes cancer, human beings, et cetera, et cetera. But there's always this kind of, well, is there some kind of underlying motivation? Do you really care about me? Do you care about my health, my family's health? Or are you just saying this because you have some other motivations? Um, and so that's why, you know, you know, being a physician first, being a healthcare provider first, um, and then an advocate and everything second, um, I mean, it's really critical. And so, you know, so many people in the movement like Colin Campbell and Esselstyn, you know, have, have no kind of, you know, didn't come from any kind of animal advocacy. Any, I mean, they're just sticking with the science, you know, and I think that's really, and they've been criticized. So Colin Campbell, you know, talks about his experiments on rats um, and people are like, oh, how could you experiment on rats? And, and you could see by his reaction, it was just like, it never even occurred to him, right? Um, but I think that's, actually useful to, I mean, cause then it's just like, well, you know, they're not doing it for any kind of underlying motivation. They're doing it just because this is what the science says and their doctors or the researchers, and they really want people to be healthy. Um, I mean, at the same time, it's like, you know, it's same thing with like the environmental benefits of eating lower on the food chain, right? It's like, oh, are you just telling me not to eat beef because of climate change? Are you telling me not to eat beef because you really care that I don't get colorectal cancer, right? Um, and it's like, I, I, but the fact that it also has these other benefits, um, you know, including social justice benefits, like, you know, the, how they treat workers in slaughter plants. And I mean, there's just all these other ancillary benefits, which really just kind of icing on the cake. Um, and so you would hate to like intentionally try to ignore that or suppress that or not talk about it because it's uh, there's so many powerful things and who knows what brings people into a movement um you know some people don't care about animals at all but really care about the environment or don't care about you know but they really care about you know you know occupational health whatever um and so you know it's having this big tent um and bring people in for whatever reason I mean, even if it's completely selfish, it's like, I don't care about anything. I just care about, like, I want to see my grandkids grow up, you know, um, and want to be able to walk up and down stairs. It's like, hey, welcome. I mean, you know, I mean, that's that's why we do what we do. Um, and, you know, I mean, so, you know, as far as I'm concerned, all of the above. But it is important to, I mean, you know, there I, I'm, a, I'm afraid with any kind of ideological... Um, motivation there's this temptation to do uh this kind of uh to to you know uh to have this kind of confirmation bias where you know you look through a a lens at the science in a way that's not completely objective and that is something that we have to avoid i mean regardless of what you feel about whatever um science is the science and you really have to stick with reality particularly now um, with COVID and all of this crazy misinformation out there. And I mean, the, I mean, the, the truth is slipping away, right? And, and, and trust in scientific institutions, um, some of which well-earned mistrust, but, um, uh, you know, we still, we need to, 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 you know, uphold the evidence base. Um, and so that's sacred. And so I, whatever, however you come at this, as long as you're, you know, saying it like it is, that's the most important thing. Well, and I think awareness is key because there's so many different ways we can be biased as healthcare professionals. So 
just acknowledging that bias is a real thing and trying to become aware of it, I think is a really good step for all of us too. But yeah, thank you for your, for your opinion on that. I, I really appreciate it. All right. I would love to know what is the wildest argument against plant-based eating that you've ever heard? Wow, my God. Um, well, um, plants have feelings, right? There's like the, you know, your carrot screams when you pull it up or something, which doesn't make any, it doesn't make any sense to me with my biology background. I mean, they just don't have the kind of physiology that would allow such things. Um, I mean, yeah. So that's crazy. Um, what else? Uh, I mean, in terms of the nutrition world, like the whole plant paradox, the lectin thing from Gundry was just like, nutty the fact that you know the, the 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 assertion that you know like beans are bad for you or something it's like it just flies in the face of the mountain of evidence out there it's like how can you say that with a straight face you're saying oh yeah fruits and vegetables have these things that are bad for you and it's like well they're obviously not bad for you like it's just yeah so that's your oh the blood type diet that's another kooky one where if you're special blood type then you know you can't eat the you know particular things i mean that's just kind of like some kind of weird astrology kind of thing. Um, anyway, what astrology like, isn't scientific? I'm uh, so disappointed. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, but people like that kind of personalized. Oh, I'm a Libra, so I have to eat this. You know, like they, you know, it's not like one size fits all. They like this personalized thing. But I mean, it. But if it's based on, you know, you know, silliness. yeah. One thing that. I've come across several times this week. I don't know why this week it's been hitting me like three times are people that are saying that not only is saturated fat, not bad, you should eat more and, uh -huh. but you should not eat plant-based sources of saturated fat because those are bad. You should only uh -huh. eat animal saturated fat because it actually makes you stronger. Stronger. So that it came across three times from three different people this that week. And I'm like, crazy. I feel like uh, I get thrown into this alternate universe. Well, I don't even know what up and down is like, wait, where did this even come from? <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, it makes you deader. I mean, that's about the... <laughs> it makes but, your yeah. arteries stronger as in thicker. I don't know, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, who knows? But yeah, that's that's super interesting. Okay, right, right. so Who wants hollow arteries, right? These are solid, right? Yeah, you want to be rock solid in your arteries. <laughs> True, that might be the might be the motivation. Okay, what do you wish more people knew? Last one. <sighs> the good news, right? The tremendous power of our health, destiny, longevity. Plant based diet. You know, I go through each of the fifteen leading causes of death. Talking about the role diet may play in preventing, arresting, reversing each of our fifteen causes. Um, and so I encourage you to go to your local library, grab the book, um, uh, go to nutritionfacts.org and, you know, drill down, you know, for every, for every chapter in how not to die, there's, you know, 60 videos out there. Um, and if there's any questions or anyone has any follow up, please reach out to me. My contact information is at the website. I encourage people to contact me anytime for anything. Um, so, uh, we can best, uh, protect yourself and your family. Thank you so much, Dr. Michael Greger, for everything you do. Keep working hard, get more sleep, and we'll see you soon. Have a Sounds fantastic good. day. Thank you so much. Keep up the good work. 
Hey, veggie lover, I hope that you loved today's episode. Will you take a second and do me a huge favor? Please subscribe to my podcast so that you never miss an episode. You're the reason I'm here and I want to share it all with you. Thank you for listening and have a plantastic day. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on Earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide-open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its Opre ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com.